0: Hello. It would probably help if I turned my mic on. <laughs> Hi everybody, my friends and my loves. I hope that everyone is doing well on this midway between uh Christmas holiday for those who celebrate and New Year's for those who acknowledge that the year is going to end at some point. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Um, (laughs) Hey. And yes, Ice Bunny, welcome. It is wonderful to see you. I'm so glad you made it. and I'm so sorry. Like I, I will say. Time zones. What even are they? Uh, But more importantly, I am not great at figuring out time zones between where I am and uh, places that are very, very far, as in other countries on the other side of the world far, and I should know that more, and I know that I should, and it is something that New Year's resolution, oh, I'm quiet apparently, hang on. That New Year's resolution, I turned myself up, let me know if that is any better. But yes, New Year's resolution, I will try, try to uh, learn time zones which does mean i would have to dip a toe into math Mm, mm. (laughs) Uh, so we'll see we'll see um and yes bronx smash hello and welcome and thank you thank you and yes please if you are viewing this live on twitch as some of you are and i welcome you and i'm so thrilled to see you if i ever sound off if you can't see anything right if i'm too loud uh just let me know and i will try to fix it Um, if you are watching this on rebroadcast either on twitch or as a post on youtube you can try to let me know i mean you can you can also just yell out at your screen if you want to i may hear you no promises though (laughs) um and yeah, I know. I know that there are apps for time zones. I just, I don't actually. So my real problem is this. I don't actually know what all of the time zones are called. And that's a me problem. And I, I realize this. <laughs> mm. But like, for example, we, for anyone who wants to catch me in some other places, we are actually going to be starting back up with Team Snack's Uh, for Cyberpunk Red next week and so I'm super excited about that but how it becomes relevant to my time zone quandary is that two of our amazing cast members are in fact in Australia and I know that there are time zones a couple Australia is not a small place I don't know what they are and whenever I try and look up time zones in australia and you know what it's again this is this is stuff that i should be better at i just am not as it stands and thank you ice bunny it is an us problem if it's a me problem and you're here with me it's an us problem Um, but it's one that i am pretty pretty dedicated to solving (laughs) um so yeah yeah it is My friends and my loves, it is officially the last Tuesday, not only of the month, but of 2022. Oh, my word. That is a lot to behold. It's a lot to deal with. It has been a year. Uh, It has been... It definitely has been a year. It's been roughly 365 days um, of mostly going to sleep and waking up again, um, drinking a lot of coffee, drinking a lot of other stuff. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's been time that has passed, uh, but we're here together now, and we've made it through. We have made it through, or you are a ghost and you are haunting me right now, which is fine. It's totally fine, but we're here. We have made it to the last Tuesday of 2022. And despite what it looks like, I'm not actually saying that to the candles. My mic is right here. Uh, So imagine these candles are my microphone. (laughs) Um, And also, Renegade... A little fuzz flying around. Renegade, hello! And Dr. Squiggums, hello as well. It is wonderful to see both of you. Um, Yeah, no, and you know what? This is a great way to celebrate the last Tuesday of 2022 because not only my loves do I have some weirdness to share from you from December oh no there's more I brought with me tonight a batch of weird from all of 2022 we're gonna get into some of the weirder things that have happened there was really too much for me to kind of bring it all here bring it all in and I I didn't want to cover something I had already covered If you're curious about anything uh that i may have covered in the past you know you can find these videos on the youtube channel for cybernation uncensored and which actually brings it brings to mind uh that i haven't actually introduced myself i rarely do because i figure if you're here you know who i am but you know what as a special occasion i will go ahead and do that I am, in fact, Rocket Fox, your second favorite person on the planet. And I am a streamer, I'm a gamer, I I appear in various different casts for TTRPGs around the internet. Um, And yeah, I'm an illustrator, an artist, creator, a storyteller, uh, a friend, and an all-around fun person to be around, I would like to think. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh! The, so I'm getting a question. What is the name of the Korean drink that is best when it tastes like a dumpster fire? That's a fine question. I know, I know that there is a Korean drink that I really love that does that actually tastes very delicious, and it's makgeolli, and it's it's kind of um, I don't want to say yogurt based drink, but it, it's like this kind of milky rice based alcoholic beverage. Uh, has a little bit of little bit of carbonation to it, um, a little bit of natural sweetness and it is delightful and i highly recommend it for anyone who uh, is looking for something like that so long as you're of age be of age people <laughs> and um yeah and i don't i'm not sure which other one it might be that's really the only one that i drink uh, as far as korean drinks go i mean there is um uh, uh uh oh my god i my brain just fell out of my ear um wait hang on it's right there uh No, it's just, there's makgeolli, there's beer, there's um, soju, there's soju, which is another rice-based beverage, kind of on par with uh, sake, but those are the main ones that I know. Um, And also, mystery isn't over yet, hello and welcome! It is wonderful to see you as well. I'm so delighted to see everyone tonight. I was running a little, not super behind, but just a little, a a smidge just a little smidge. Uh, so I wasn't able to put out my, my posts across the channels uh, to let people know that I'm live. So, you know, if you would like to share that we are live right now for the next hour, uh, please feel free, feel free. You could, you could pick up my slack. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it might be soju, it might be. I, I like the taste of soju, um, but it is definitely stronger. Um, and I love the sound. I'm seeing that there's, in a certain town, we're gonna not name names, but a certain town has a new biker bar that apparently has bras on the wall. That's a choice. It's a choice. It's not what I'm against, but it is a choice nonetheless. Mm. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's, let's do this countdown. Uh, I, listen, I say Countdown i'm not counting down specifically like with numbers i'm just sharing things that i found that i really like so uh without further ado let's do uh so what i have for you first here what would coverage of a strange year be without look at some looking at some florida man yes that is right i found uh some interesting florida man events that took place this year And, you know, I I felt like this deserved kind of its own category. Um, What what can I say about Florida Man that has not already been said? Uh, Probably not much, because there's been a lot of words to to go with. Uh, But, yeah, yeah. So, as we get into this, and I do want to preface by saying, these Florida Man stories that I found, you can't... It's really hard to kind of call it down, Uh, but I I tried to find some ones that stuck out to me. Um, And that also being said, I did try to find some that stuck out to me that were not, that ranked high on the weird scale, but not too high on the, this is actually just violent and depressing and I don't really want to hear about it (laughs) scale. So I I went with some um, some of the top weird ones that I could find. So, to start our evening off... (sighs) Yes, here we go, here we go. Hold on to your butts, because... You may be wondering, but Fox, why? Why is there a delicious chili dog on an American flag napkin? What possible weirdness could this have? Well, as it turns out, and I believe this was in July... July of this year. It was a Saturday around 12 a.m. Things seemed fairly normal, I would imagine, for a Saturday around 12 a.m. in Florida. But what happened was there was a a street um, that ended up getting closed for likely an event or something like that. However, after midnight... The, the street closure ended, um, in which the, the permit was over, you could say. Um, however, there was one man, one man who would not stand for that, and his name was Jason Stoll, 47 of Newport Ritchie. Newport Ritchie? Um, yeah, so this man, Jason, Mr. Mister Stoll, Jason Stoll, um, was selling hot dogs. I'm assuming... He was selling them out of a a little, like in my mind, we got one of those little push carts. Um, So he he was selling his hot dogs on the street and the permit ended. And so then the authorities came around and they said, hey, Mr. Stoll, please put the hot dog down. Um, However, Mr. Stoll would not in fact put the hot dog down. No, no, he wanted to exercise his right to bear delicious snacky foods. Uh, So he continued to sell these hot dogs and apparently became, and I quote, extremely upset before the hot dog did get, well, put down is kind of the wrong word. The hot dog more forcibly left his hand and traveled in a gravity-based trajectory toward the officer um, who I like to point out that this article mentions was in full police uniform, as if that makes that big of a difference, I guess. But, um, but yeah, he, he, Jason Stroll, he threw his, this hot dog. Uh, we don't know if it was fully dressed or not, but he did throw the hot dog at the police officer and he was charged with battery on a law enforcement officer and resisting an officer without violence, which I Yes, is a charge. Um, and if he is convicted, he could face a minimum of three years in jail on um, violence with a hot dog. So, Jason Stoll, you, you did your best, but it was not meant to be. It was not meant to be my guy. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and absolutely cannot argue that he didn't know it was an officer. Um, and I honestly, I... My my initial, and that's probably what it is, but my initial first thought was, they, they added the fact that he was in full, you know, police uniform, because maybe it was a dress uniform or something, and it, like, it was an especially nice, like, pressed one, and it just, like, just suddenly mayonnaise, I... I just want to point out my first go-to for a hot dog was mayonnaise. I have never in my life put mayonnaise on a hot dog. Uh, Mustard, ketchup, uh, and all this stuff. Uh, Whatever it is the kids are putting on hot dogs these days. Um, But I feel like maybe the the charge was bumped up a little bit because he was looking real sharp. So, Jason Stoll, here's to you. Good luck on your upcoming trial. Uh, So next up. Next up we have... Is that... An alien? Is that a, a, like from space? A space alien at the end of a a strange looking tunnel? Why? Well, yes, it is. So what we have here is that there was a another <laughs> Florida man um, whose name was Corey Johnson. Corey Johnson thought no. Corey Johnson needed. He needed to let people know that something dangerous, something earth shattering, something huge was going to be happening. So what Corey decided to do was to, and the article does not say whether or not he himself stole the pickup truck, but he did in fact drive the stolen pickup truck to a space force base in Brevard, Brevard County, Um, and, I don't know if anyone's seen, uh, the Blues Brothers. He was not on a mission from God, however, he did say he was on a mission from the President of the United States. And what might this mission have been? Well, once he got his Ford F-150 from Riviera Beach, uh, to Patrick Space Force Base, he shared in his attempt to get on the base, that the president had told him that he needed to take the vehicle, this this specific particular vehicle, to warn government officials that there were U.S. aliens fighting Chinese dragons. Um, I don't have my bunker situated just yet, but I, for one, am ready to flee. Uh, this honestly sounds like an incredible... to behold um but unfortunately unfortunately instead of being taken to the secret room given the secret phone and um the secret handshake uh johnson was in fact arrested and booked into brevard county jail charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle um and apparently apparently that was the only charge though there was no charge for false reporting of an Alien versus Dragon incident and I think that really says something, you know, to the people, to us the people. He was not charged with filing a false report, so was his report false? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do with that little nugget of information what you will. But um, you know, someone here is gonna have the last laugh and uh, is it? going to be Cory Johnson, maybe. It might be. Uh, And also, hello, Rob. Good to see you. Welcome, welcome. Hope the set is treating you well. Uh, You're just in time. We just learned about Cory Johnson, who um, was arrested for Grand Theft Auto, but also did Humanity the Great Service of sharing with the Space Force base that um, there is... And actually, I think he said there's actually a current battle going on yeah, there's actually a current battle where U.S. aliens are fighting Chinese dragons. So, you know, well, to be fair, this was also in July. So I, my guess is that the battle's probably over by now, or at least they're taking a break. I, I don't want to speak for anyone. I don't really know what the uh, the overall process is for these things, but just, uh, just uh, do it the way you will. So that being said... We now, we now move on to our next, our next wonderful story. And this one I'm really excited about. If this picture does not tell us anything, well, I think one thing that we can learn from this is that my dude here is maybe, maybe feeling just a tinge of regret at not having escaped a police chase on a riding lawnmower. That is right. So. This gentleman, uh, whose name is Dusty Mobley, which I do not ne- meet nearly enough Dustys these days, tragically underused name, but uh, Dusty Mobley was, well, so let's, let's actually start with the police. The police were coming to find Dusty Mobley because he apparently had some arrest warrants and the police doing their thing were coming to serve them. Uh, But it just so happens they interrupted him whilst he was mowing his yard in the backyard. And so they come around to the backyard and they say, hey, stop, drop, and roll. Well, turn off the mowing rider first, but then stop and don't flee on that riding mower that you're on. He wanted to do just the opposite of that. So... Uh, what happened was he started to flee on the riding mower, but the um the cops, I would imagine you know maybe quick walked over to it or uh, maybe maybe a light jog um, and then they tased him. They tased him real hard and he uh, he got tased off of that mower. Uh, but it does turn out that he he happened to be having. Um, a revolver, a handcuff key, and a pipe with meth residue on him. At that time, the real mystery to me is, what's the handcuff key go to? I mean, obviously handcuffs, but does someone need to be rescued? Question mark. Um, I I feel like somebody needs to investigate that. Like, I feel like. Someone like our, like our guy, um, well, he's not my guy, but, yeah, and exactly, Mo Burley. <laughs> um, if this man's cruising around with a handcuff key, I think it's probably best to find out what that goes to. I, I feel like that's likely not an accident, uh, question mark. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really trust that. Um, but again, considering he had, uh... A revol- revolver excuse me on him as well um it's probably best that the biggest thing that happened was fleeing on the riding mower um yeah, bronx mesh that see that's thinking right there obviously the man had himself a handcuff key so that when he would get handcuffed he could unlock himself hang on i gotta put my coffee down for this one the man is over here playing 4D chess while we're all playing checkers. Um, you know, so yeah. So he he ended up getting uh getting sent away. Uh, the any further uh, from my understanding, anyway, any further court proceedings have not happened as of what I've seen. However, uh, this did happen in July as well, so it is possible that there has been an, already an outcome to this this just nonstop roller coaster of a thrill ride, um, that, that we went on in this. So, (laughs) um, so moving on, moving on, we're going to, we're going to take a little sidestep away from our Florida man journey for just a moment. And we're going to step into science uh, a lot of interesting things have happened in the realm of science in 2022. And one of the things that I think is really exciting that has happened is that apparently, recently, in fact, a an experiment finally happened where fusion, getting energy from fusion, it broke even. In which, by that I mean uh, that the amount of power that came out of a fusion um, energy source was not less than the amount of power it took to put into it, which is actually a really, really big event. Um, and it starts to set, set the path for some really exciting um, energy processes going on, moving forward for the future. And also, hey, Val, good to see you um, now. I I would talk more about that. You know, I'm I'm not a, a fusion scientist by any means. It is a really exciting find. It is a little weird, but it's also actual news. Ah, and not that you know all of the things I talk about aren't actual news. But it's it's cool on on the on the brink of cool and weird, but a little more on the cool, useful, and important side than just you know, the weird side, and that's what I'm here for, so instead of talking about fusion, I really want to talk to you about nose-picking. And not just nose-picking, like any, any one of us can stick a finger on up in there and, you know, dig around and see what we have. No no. This is a far more exciting nose that was picked. So you may or may not recognize our friend here. This is an eye eye, which is a species of nocturnal lemur found on the island of Madagascar. Uh, I love lemurs. I think they are fantastic. I think they are cute. This footage slash photo of a lemur is, in fact, nightmarish, and I do want to acknowledge that. Um, but so, and exactly, Ice Bunny, that's the thing. They have very... Long fingers, extremely long. As it happens, um, two specifically that are much longer than the rest. Um, so what they use these fingers for is to like reach in and get tasty, tasty grubs from trees. Like if there's a, a you know a hole in the tree or something, they can reach in there and just boop, pick that grub right out. Well, why would you do that and waste? the best use of those fingers possible and that use is to just like meow, go go mining as it were uh so what happened here and so this particular uh ii <laughs> is named Kali, and um collie lives at the duke lemur center in north carolina so this didn't actually happen in madagascar but that is how we have information on this and how we have the footage that um, I am in fact going to be showing you. Uh, So what ended up happening was people, keepers I imagine, lemur keepers, were were watching Kali hang out and Dr. Anne-Claire Fabre, Faber, if you're watching this doctor, feel free to correct, um, who is the curator, happened to catch this um and quote i was really surprised to see this to fit the entirety of its third finger into its nose is pretty impressive i was trying to imagine where it was going which helped inspire this paper so so as it happens nose picking is actually a, a fairly human trait uh, according to this um nose picking and then proceeding with the next activities that this lemur decided to do Um, but uh, so (laughs) yeah yeah so to answer the question though where the the finger went Ice Bunny you're not entirely wrong so CT scans revealed that an inserted finger would be long enough to pass through the entire nasal passage um, ending up in the pharynx that's, that's that back of your mouth part. And, um, and the esophagus. So it, it can actually reach back into its throat through its nose. Um, I don't love that. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. I find it a little upsetting. <laughs> um, but we do know this. We do know that uh, this particular behavior tends to be reported in species with high finger dexterity. Um, so that being said, uh, who would I be to take you on this journey without taking you on this journey? So, uh, what I have here is here. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, that is, that is going right on up there. Oh my word. And you know what I do have to say? I, I, it looks like it looks like our our friend Kali here is actually using what appears to be a small stick to pick that nose, um, and consume the um, the findings. Uh, maybe that's a thing. It looks like a stick to me, though. Um, it looks like looks like she's holding a stick. But she, you know what? What anyone chooses to do with their long fingers, or sticks uh that is fully consensual between consenting adults and a consenting adult in their own nose hole you know is not who am i to judge who am i to judge she's clearly having a nice time um and that's that's great yeah it's really great so uh moving along (laughs) we move to our next science story and i'm going to tell you that most of these most of them actually deal with animals because I love me some animals. Uh, So a lot of the ones I found are about various different animal things happening. And so I don't know however many among you might be a parent or have worked with children before um, or have seen them in the distance afar. but. Children, younger children, they like to share discoveries they like to show, you know, show people things um, whether or not like it's a teacher or a parent or something like that. Um, and so what ended up happening here, which is actually really cool. Uh, so this video captured a baby chimp showing its mom a cool leaf. Um, I don't think you need me to tell you how big of a finding this cool leaf is. Uh, really, I was disappointed in the article not sharing more information about the coolness level of this leaf. Um, I would have liked more details. What kind of leaf? Uh, what was the size? What was the scientific name of this leaf? How long had it been on the ground? Um, you know, I, I need more. I need a little bit more about this this big find here. But, that being said... What ended up happening here was chimpanzees are known for, you know, showing each other things um, just for the sake of it. But the big thing about this is that, once again, kind of like the the nose picking incident, um, it's, it's a, considered to be a pretty human like attribute to want to show someone something in much in the way that I'm showing you these articles and these findings now uh to draw attention to items that have captured interest such as a story about a baby chimp well maybe young adult chimp showing its mom uh, a cool leaf so what they find with this is that you know the younger chimp is not offering it for food she doesn't want anything to happen with it uh she's just literally just showing it for for funsies for sharing purposes Um, And if you think about it, it is really interesting, right? Because a lot of times if you think about the natural world, wildlife, uh, there's this sense of, oh, well, you know, sentience and animals and such, uh, you know, animals act out of reaction. And I don't particularly feel this way myself again, because I I am a curator of my little zoo here. Uh, But there's a lot of reaction happening. Like, you know, animals play when they're younger to learn how to hunt when they're older, or they, they'll go after something for food or, or to defend themselves, um, and things like that. But when you think about the idea, and I mentioned this last month when I was showing uh, the fact that we've learned that bumblebees play, the idea of play, I think adds a really interesting dimension to the lives of other creatures and how we can really look at that in a way that is much less, you know, them versus us kind of thing. I mean, humans are animals in all uh, senses and purposes, but this idea of doing something just for the sake of its own joy, just for the sake of doing it, um, which I think is really cool. Um, So I do also have for you a little, a little something, something, to help share what it is that happened here. So let's, let's check it out. So here we have, you'll notice the chimps checking out. Oh, look at it. Look at, look at this leaf. Here, hang on. Let me, let me clean it up a little bit so you can really get a sense for this leaf. Look at it. Look at it. Uh, although I, I will say the, the facial expression here uh, does seem a little less aggressive than perhaps if I were showing off a leaf. I, showing off a leaf, would be like, look at this leaf, look at it! Whereas this particular chimp seemed to be like, oh, oh check this out! Have you seen something like this before? Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I, I love seeing more of these stories about the secret lives of animals. And I, you know, I say secret life. I it doesn't particularly seem like these chimps were trying to hide their leaf exploration, uh, but learning about more things about like how animals play and what they do just to pass time when not looking for food, when not like defending themselves and etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, So all that I think is, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, and yeah, I just, I am fascinated by stuff like that. And Speaking of things that fascinate me, regarding animals uh, that, again, bring them just a step closer. A step closer to ourselves and the way that we deal with stuff. Rats. Now, a lot of you know that I, I have generally throughout my life had pet rats. I have a couple right now. Rats are incredibly smart. They're very social animals. Um, they, you know, they're not dirty or anything like that to have as pets, uh, you know. And, and to be perfectly fair, domestic rats are kind of a separate thing than wild rats. Not Listen, not that wild rats, if you're watching this, not that I have any problem with uh, you at all. I, I love all of you. Um, but we've learned that rats are not only incredibly intelligent, um, but they, they're empathetic as well. In one of the past Monthly Weirds that I did, I covered a story in which Rats are one of the only animals that, in research, have been shown to display empathy. Um, And I won't go into the whole story because I covered it before, but the idea that they they will help a fellow rat out if there's nothing in it for them. Um, And some of the other things we found out is that in yet another episode, there have been a lot of rat findings this year, uh, but in another episode, we discovered that researchers taught rats to drive these little, (laughs) little rat cars. And um, after going about these experiments and having the rats drive the cars around and have a nice time with that, um, they found that the rats would drive the cars just for fun and not just for, you know, reward and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and Coldrake, hello. So good to see you. Uh, yeah. So, this is yet another story of rats doing something that make them seem a little human, a little human with their little grabby hands. Um, and with their cute, cute faces, the most, some of the most boopable snoots I think I've seen. Um, (laughs) yeah, and yeah, no, uh, The rats driving cars could in fact be the actual secret of self-driving cars. Um, But yeah, so what we have here is that scientists, researchers, I, footnote, I tend to use those two interchangeably. There probably is a difference, but if there is, feel free to share it. Um, But yeah, I just want to acknowledge that I do that. (laughs) Um, So what happened here is that in, and this was only last month, this was in November, but, um, so, this experiment was trying to find out how rats respond to music and different <laughs> and different uh motions and different rhythms involving music. And you know, I mean, listen, Cold huh, Coldrake, I don't need to justify my shoulder rat, buddy uh i feel perfectly justified just by the fact that they are cute <laughs> um but yeah so it said that the ability to recognize the beat of a song and synchronize movements with the body known as beat synchronization also known as dancing a lot of the time <laughs> um like humans on the whole, have the ability to do that. And parrots also are known to have the ability to match a beat, recognize, and, and move around to the beat specifically. Um, so what these, and Ice Bunny, that's a wonderful question. So what happened here was uh, the scientists took these lab rats and they put on Mozart's Sonata for Two Pianos in D major. And then the t- what the team did is that they sped up and slowed the tempo as well as played the song at its normal speed. And they observed how the rats moved, um, which, you know, it's a scientific experiment. They observed visually, but they also observed with wireless accelerometers, uh, which were, as it happened, surgically placed onto the rats. Um, so initially the team thought that what might determine the tempo that triggered, you know, bop in your head, things like that, might be body size. Um, because, as it happens, humans tend to prefer foot tapping to music that's between 120 to 140 beats per minute. Uh, but a smaller animal, such as a rat, would likely need a quicker tempo to get the same reaction. Um, yeah! <laughs> no, Rob, you I, that's what I would put on, but... <laughs> um, so... The thing that they found that's really intriguing is that the rats did not, in fact, prefer faster rhythms, um, which is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to think they would. Um, And then the rat's head bobbing was more pronounced when the sonata played at its usual tempo, which is around 132 beats per minute. Um, And apparently the same reaction was true for 20 regular human people who listened with accelerometers My guess is that they weren't surgically placed, but you know, um, but when people were listening in headphones. Um, And so for both human and rats, the head bopping uh, was consistent at around 120 to 140 beats per minute. And when the music was played either faster or slower, no head bopping. Um, So the overall suggestion in this is that there's something fundamental about that range of beats per minute that um, is somehow inherently wired into the brain uh, so one of the things though that I think was greatest about this is that <laughs> the, the team also played for these rats born this way by Lady Gaga and beat it by Michael Jackson and they did in fact show a similar response which shows us that rats do in fact have taste um, so again Again, I say, who would I be telling you this and not showing you? So yes, that is right. I have here a video of our rats bopping. And one thing I wanna point out that you'll notice in this video is that you can see the colorful dots. Those are where the accelerometers have been placed. um, So you can actually see them register as the rat is moving around. So what I'm gonna try to do, because it's more important to be able to not just see the video, but to hear what is happening to understand the bopping (laughs) Um, and yes rock smash i agree poker face would have been amazing um but yeah so i'm gonna try and get the sound to play on this as well hopefully it plays for you as you watch this just let me know if it doesn't though so here we go So there is a certain uh, degree to which, you know, the the boppage happens a little more dramatically, I think, than other times. Um, But I have to say the very beginning of when they, the clip goes into Born This Way, I feel like I'm really noticing some, some regular boppage going on there. Uh, So yeah, yeah, I, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And I would imagine without having seen any of the other, you know, rat movement videos um, with the accelerometers and such, I would imagine if you have all of that back to back, you can see a difference between when music is not being played and when music is being played. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I mean, because there were definitely moments in here when it, you know, As someone who does have rats and I've seen them move around some of the head movement seems just kind of like moving around but so like again a few moments such as when the clip first jumps into Lady Gaga like I definitely felt like I saw a little bit of musical movement going on which is kind of exciting (laughs) Um, and yeah well and that's the thing too i didn't think that i would have to start picking out playlists for my all my animal buddies but apparently that's something i really need to start you know have going on um yeah so now as we move on to our next story this is the last quote unquote technically science story that i have for you and we do move away from animals a little bit a little bit uh so what i have here what I have here, Mars. So I don't know if anyone saw, but apparently, um, and I believe it was Curiosity, uh, the Mars Rover is kind of on on its last leg, which is very sad, uh, has apparently lasted a lot longer than expected, but this particular Rover is, is, getting getting close getting close to its final final rovings uh however however some of the things that we have found thanks to these rovers is fascinating absolutely fascinating and yeah no (laughs) um i do have to say uh ice bunny the rover looks exactly like (laughs) wally's sister i do i do agree with you i think that's fantastic um and apparently, I'm seeing here, just to go back to the past story from Coldrake, apparently there are studies with cows that do show they, quote, do better with classical music, and specific composers, in fact. And if anybody is curious about this, there are tons of videos up on YouTube, if you go and look, where you can see somebody playing an instrument in a you know at the edge of a cow pasture, and all the cows will come around to listen. And, I mean, that's really cool, honestly. Um, but yeah, so mars rover roving around doing its thing hanging out singing itself birthdays uh however we captured the first very first sound of a martian dust devil and by that i don't mean an actual like creature dust devil you know the dust storms that go on um and so the atmosphere on mars is thin which is important to note uh, and why that's important for this is because that means that sounds are more muted than they are on Earth, where there's—I'm assuming a fuller atmosphere allows for more amplification. Not a sound scientist, but I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna fly by the seat of my pants on that one. Um, so, the rover happened to have the microphone on whenever this dust devil made its way by. So it's about 10 seconds of gusts that go up to 25 miles an hour, which is 40 kilometers per hour. Um, and it's honestly, the, the Rover was amid the dust devil. So it's actually getting kind of pelted with sand and dust. Well, I guess dust. I don't know. There's probably not technically sand on Mars, but, um, so I thought that was really interesting. Uh, so I wanted to actually go ahead and play that for you. Um, yeah, the air is not thick on Mars as it happens. Um, but yeah, I wanted to play this for you because I, I just thought it was a really interesting find. Um, and, oh, yes. So I am seeing in this article, uh, the the rover that actually captured the sound that we're going to be hearing here in a second was Percy the rover. So it, this is, in fact, Wally's sister, Percy. Or brother. Percy can go either way, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna turn this, my my desktop volume off. So again, let me know if you have any trouble hearing it. Um, but yeah, it's gonna start off. So it starts off, there's really no sound at first. It's just the kind of atmospheric pressure, but then And there you have it. The sound of a Martian dust devil. Literally just sounds like wind blowing. But if you consider that this is on Mars, like that is actually pretty cool. Um, And oh, yes. Coldrake shares the dust devil passed directly over Perseverance on September 27th, 2021. No, a year late. Dang. Well, so uh, that's just a little apparent. I do have to say, though, this... uh, and and it might actually be that this was the first time um no i guess it was in 2021 well for whatever reason uh this article came out this month so someone is real behind including me (laughs) um but yeah so apparently it was on september 27th 2021 um according to what coldrake has found which is the 215th martian day um of of the of Perseverance mission and at the same time the SuperCam's microphone recorded the dust devil the weather sensors and other the left navigation camera were on so interesting to know yeah and and again it's it's not a lot right like just on casual listen it just sounds kind of like you know but i think it's cool when you consider what's happening where it is and how far that data sound had to travel to get here to be listened to i mean that's pretty wild in my opinion uh so as we move on i have a little bit of a one might call it a fluff piece <laughs> but i wanted to share it with you nonetheless i came across this and it was cute. So I had to share it. Oh my gosh. Um, unicorns. Unicorns. Um, and yes. Oh, yes. So uh, real quick, before moving on to our, our unicorn story. So the la- it was the last message from Insight uh, about the battery getting low and quote, the sun is going down, and this might be the last message to home. Which is, I don't know, man. I That makes me sad, too. Like, that, that really gets you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Unicorns, though. Moving on to, to a little more of a cheerful topic. So, this was in Los Angeles. And what had happened, you see, was a little girl ended up writing in to the, um, LA, LA County, um, to do the legally responsible thing. And I, I think that really shows that this, this child is setting off on a, a very, a path of getting things done. Um, so the letter said, Dear LA County, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard, if I can find one, please send me a letter in response. So having received this very very official ask for a unicorn permit uh director marcia maeda replied with a letter along with a pre-approved unicorn license um which apparently was a uh the license was a heart-shaped tag of course i don't know why anyone would would think anything else other than this Um, but it did come with a plush unicorn as well perhaps so that this this young girl can you know practice on unicorn caretaking in the meantime but i will say the license did come including five conditions uh, because you know you can't you can't just be issuing licenses willy-nilly so the conditions are thusly number one the unicorn must be cared for in compliance with all animal caretaking regulations set forth in los angeles county code title 10. Number two, the unicorn is given regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. Condition number three, the unicorn is fed one of its favorite treats, watermelon, at least once a week. Condition number four, the unicorn's horn must be maintained and in good health. This requires a polishing at least once a month with a soft cloth. And number five, any sparkles or glitter used on the unicorn must be non-toxic and biodegradable to ensure the unicorn's good health. Um, and uh, this this uh, director did commend the young girl for her quote, sense of responsible pet ownership. She is indeed off to a wonderful, a wonderful road of owning lots of pets, (laughs) just, you know, just, just speaking as, as someone, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was a super cute story that I, I really wanted to share, because it just, come on now, I, I love when people, like, especially, you know, official agencies and stuff like that, respond to stuff like this with, just, with care, right, uh, it's, it's one of those, you know, subreddit made me smile kind of things. You know, I I love when there's this kind of creativity and kindness that goes on that makes me very happy. Um, And yeah, oh, absolutely. Coldrake says that uh, the person who wrote The Little Girl Back should get an end of the year raise, um, you know, uh, to nurture a love of nature and unicorns. And I have to say, like, also, the fact that this girl thought about actually writing in and applying for a license like that's really smart i don't know if i was thinking you know that i far ahead uh when i was when i was young and and thinking about having unicorns in the yard now i do have to say the day that they show up and there is a unicorn in the yard i mean you're not gonna be able to do anything about it though because she does have a license so i'm just saying uh and so Next up, oh, also as a footnote, Koldrake does point out that the, <laughs> the Dust Devil was over 300 feet tall. The one that we heard that little, like, whoosh, it was actually, in person, a very big, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, so Ice Bunny shares that apparently... The canadian and u.s military said that santa will come for christmas no matter what the weather uh which did make the news in denmark so see it's stuff like that though like you gotta keep the magic alive you know you gotta foster that you gotta keep it alive because that's really important you know there's a lot of stressful stuff that goes on in the world there's a lot of stuff that's depressing and and difficult legitimately scary but stuff like this like is so important i cannot understate how important things like that are uh so as we move on we're gonna we're gonna move on here to our next tale of um something really fanciful and goes hand in hand really when it comes to unicorns moonbeams rainbows and that is the world's longest beard chain yes that's right my friends and loves the world record apparently has been broken for the longest beard chain that has been set. This happened in Casper, Wyoming, and the chain at the end, once measured, ended up being 150 feet long. Uh, so it, it's, it's more than double. The uh, Guinness World Record of 62 feet that was set in Germany in 2007, um, and the what needed to happen for anyone who wanted to participate in this this record-breaking uh, event was that people needed to sport a beard that was at least eight inches long, um, which makes sense because if you if you just got stubble, you can't really tie it you know to someone else's beard. That that's just That's just Logistics 101. Um, But yeah, so this apparently happened next to the National Beard and Mustache Championships, uh, which took place Saturday at the city's Ford Wyoming Center. So stay tuned, because if you think that you're not going to, in one of the soon future monthly weirds, get a little bit of an update on the Beard and Mustache Championships, (laughs) oh, have you got another thing coming. But yeah, I, you know, I like, I like talking about record-breaking here, and this certainly is that. (laughs) Um, So we'll move along uh, to something that is also very fantastical and festive. Those are two words that start with F. Um, And that is a story about a snake. Um, So... We find ourselves in a Swedish zoo. Uh, we have here. This is this is the spot. This is where the magic took place, <laughs> is taking place. Um, so, and this actually this is actually in um, Copenhagen, as it turns out. So, uh, so there's a venomous king cobra, and as of this. Article, which was on October twenty eighth of this year, this particular king cobra, venomous, escaped uh, six days beforehand, um, and just was roaming about, roaming about, having itself a time, having itself a time, Um, and uh, as of the well, so so they figured out what happened was that. The snake located the lighting fixture in its enclosure and was like, I got this. And so just kind of right on up there and got out via the lighting enclosure. Um, Apparently the park guests who were inside the building, snake building, where the snakes are located, uh, were in fact evacuated and... Later on, the zoo had assessed that there was no general risk for employees or guests, so the the zoo remained open. Um, And overnight, the snake was located, and it was in a confined space, and it was near the terrarium. Uh, But I do have to say that Sir or Sir His to us uh, over here, was nicknamed Houdini, for obvious reasons and as of this article in october i'm assuming situations changed by now but as of this article the snake was still at large uh located but not put back not placed back into its its home that is enclosed and not free free running um so yeah sir uh sir hiss had, had himself an adventure, um, and I'm going to assume was placed back safely. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so next up, and I only have a couple more, we're, we're running a hair over, but I have a couple more that I think are, are, they're a little too weird not to share, so we're gonna, we're gonna work our way through this. So next up, we... You'll, you'll see here a woman with her, her head down uh, next to this, this structure on a table. Just looks like someone resting, uh, you know, maybe very tired, uh, maybe not feeling too well. Well, that's what the police in London thought uh, when they broke down the doors of a London art gallery to save this woman, this, this very woman who lies slumped over unconscious on a table. Um, what they then discovered upon breaking down these doors and, and going in and, and helping this woman is uh, that they discovered that she is filled with foam filler and made of packing tape and she is in fact part of an art installation entitled Christina which is on display. Uh, it was commissioned by Steve L- Lazarite Lazarides? Lazarides, I want to say, um, who is Banksy's former agent and the dealer behind the Laz Emporium. Um, so, <laughs> apparently, uh, Mr. Lazarides says, and I quote, Hannah, who was working in the gallery that day, had just locked up and gone upstairs to make a cup of tea, She came downstairs to find the door off its hinges and two confused police officers. Um, And to be fair, the police were responding to a call about a, quote, person in distress in the art gallery. So, so, whomever made this piece did a phenomenal job of realism. Um, But at that point, uh, Paramedics were sent away. No one was in distress. It was an art piece, an art installation. (laughs) And yes, Coldrake says that many computer users know that pose, the beating one's head on the table. Um, But yeah, or, and I, it's funny, I would like to say this, I think also a good name for this pose would be um, power nap in art class. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know but everyone made it out in one piece, uninjured, and everyone being alive who should have been. So there's that. (laughs) Um, And Coldrake, to answer your question, my, so I do have a snake as well. And for anyone who actually is a part of my Patreon, and uh, I will say, if you're interested in supporting the work that I do, and also getting swag mailed out to you, at this point, kind of bi-monthly, but each pack has something for every month. So it's monthly stuff that gets sent out about bi-monthly because I do it all by myself and with my own hands. Uh, But yeah, you can find me at patreon.com slash rocket fox. And I, I say that to say this, that I had posted a video fairly recently wherein my, so the snake that I had on stream with me many a time, was a ball python named Beatrix or Bee. Um, unfortunately, she ended up getting a parasite and passing away a f- like two and a half, three months ago. Um, so she actually is no longer with us, unfortunately. I, since then, I do have another snake um, that I, I did end up obtaining, um, and it is a reticulated python whose name is Udon like the noodle. Ah, I'm so clever. Um, but he's, he is gorgeous. He's very friendly, um, and beautiful. And so I do plan to be sharing him with all of you at some point soon. So that's kind of how things have been doing on that end. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as we move along, we have just a couple more to go. So this next one Speaking of animals, speaking of animals who are lost, who need help, and speaking of the police, um, who actually were able to help in this situation, uh, you know what, before I explain what has happened here, I want to go ahead and just show you. I want to show you what happened, because this is, in a lot of ways, fairly self-explanatory. So let's, let's go ahead and take a listen here. Let me get our sound going. Um, yeah. So here we have a dog. Dog walks in. And those those sliding doors there, those are sliding doors to a police station. Um, and the dog just walks on in. Just comes cruising on in. Walks back over the door. Ah, can't really get out again. So what are we going to do here? What are we going to do? Oh. Oh. Oh, just lying down there by the seat. Taking a seat, as it were. Uh, so... What had happened here is that this dog uh, went to the police station, walked right in, took a little little curl up in the corner, and it turns out that this dog was in fact lost. And once in the police station, I'm assuming people, uh, you know, checked the dog out, saw if there was a tag, a little, little uh, microchip or whatever, and the dog was in fact reunited with their owner Um, so you know pets are smart animals are smart Uh, and I I think it's always it's always cool to watch them doing smart stuff Um, what it's not cool however to see is when animals do stuff that is technically smart but also mischievous dangerous as it were perhaps even hooligan-esque and that is what could be said of a gang of turkeys in, uh, Woburn, Massachusetts. Now this was posted on November 25th. You'll note that that is right around, if you are, um, a, uh, somebody who lives in America, that is around Thanksgiving. Um, and these turkeys, they were having none of it. They were having none of it. So yeah, turkeys, turkeys have themselves just like, they're not, they, they, they are not fans of anything or anyone Um, and so these turkeys a gang of them if you will uh, they were following a particular turkey named Kevin this this Kevin was leading the fellow turkeys around the neighborhood and they were and causing mischief isn't even the right the right phrase you know because it was worse than that they were terrorizing this neighborhood especially uh, a particular lawn of a lady named Megan Tolson um who they they really could not could not stomach this Megan tolson um and uh, Tolson was in fact one the one who gave Kevin his name um and it, it really just shows that he is the bad egg among what was an otherwise all female turkey turkey group um you know the and this is a quote from from Mayan the women are more mellow and not so territorial but i think he kind of amps them up to get them going and to chase people uh so so that's that's kind of the what was happening and and what they would do is that they would they would gather they would gather and then not let people out of their houses and they would they would go around and attack cars and, and stuff like that so let's take a look let's take a look and enjoy let's enjoy Kevin that's oh yeah see this this is somebody wanting to get out of their house it's not happening it's not happening Kevin is not having it um, so we got some news people talking let's let's bypass the news story and get to the what we really want to see here Um we got some eyeballs, we got some people talking. Show us the footage. We need to see the footage of Kevin. That's what I need. Um, so, oh, I think here we have, Raven, hello, how are you? You're just in time to see some, some bird violence. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, a lot of, so that, that's Kevin right there, the main one. The main one who's who's up to no good. Yeah, I hate when I go to these and I try... there. Oh, look. See? Right there. Right there. He's casing. This Kevin is casing these people. Yeah, see? Look at him. Look at him. Look at that eye. Giving him the side eye. Giving him the turkey side eye! Uh, Yeah, so... Apparently... Apparently, from what I am to understand, Kevin and his... His gang of... Otherwise, all female turkeys have in fact since been relocated, so they are, as of today, no longer terrorizing the residents of this otherwise peaceful uh, suburban neighborhood as it happens. So, you know what though, I say, Kevin, wherever you are, I hope you are gobbling um, with power and leading your gang into redemption. I don't condone violence. I'm not saying we should be violent, but I'm thinking of you, Kevin. I'm backing you. (laughs) You know, you get a gang of turkeys that shows up right after Thanksgiving. And I mean, I feel like we should have just expected this, you know, I feel like it's something we should have just known was going to (laughs) happen. Um, yeah, yeah, so, so my friends and my loves that is the monthly weird that i have for you this month and again a lot of these were stories from earlier in the year a lot of our florida man stories came out of july don't know what that says about july in florida but uh maybe be careful if you're down around those parts uh during july or if you're planning to travel um you know but yeah it's been a wild year and i know that a lot of us have had a lot of crazy stuff going on But I hope that the end of the year finds you having a nice time, not getting too stressed out with all the holidays that tend to go on and all the bills and stuff, speaking for myself, that crop up at the end of the year. Uh, But we made it through this one and let us have (laughs) 2023 be even better more badass and fantastic i can feel it in my bones something good is coming and it's gonna be amazing and i am incredibly excited to go with you on a journey to see what kind of weird crap unfolds uh as we enter a brand new year which 2023 we are in the 2020s we are living in the future people um yeah so that's what i have for you tonight have a wonderful rest of your week Please have a safe and wonderful new year, whatever it is that you have going on for that. Um, Ice Bunny. I actually, I ended up taking a little bit of a break from Bone Box because of financial things, but I'm hoping that we'll be able to bring it back in 2023. So here's hoping, fingers crossed, knocking on all the stuff. But yeah. Definitely more weird crap to come um, and yeah, stay tuned stay tuned because there is a lot of weird uh, that I want to share with you that's kind of in process news wise um, that will be happening and Shinobi I'm so sorry you're late but it is so wonderful to see you now, even so um, yeah, yeah and again, if you want to catch me another time next week we are restarting our Sirenscape Cyberpunk Red with the crew. We are going to be back. It's going to be amazing. Friday, we are back up for Traveler, the Pirates of Jernax. Uh We kind of left off on a little bit of a cliffhanger over there. That one's over on Trooper SJP's channel. Um, I'll be posting all the stuff, so give me a follow if you would like to find out more. And again, if you are wanting to learn anything more about supporting me as an artist or a person and even more importantly getting your hands on some cool swag head on over to my patreon um yeah and as always support cyber nation uncensored because that is where we are and there's an amazing community over on the discord great shows all of the time you will love it and yeah i think that's about all i've got for you tonight so cheers cheers to the new years a little bit early uh, and make sure you take some time to take care of you and tell yourself something nice just for me about you for you <laughs> and I will catch you next time